what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. August 21st, 2020, episode number 148. Guess what, Carter? Guess what? Indy? The Indy Mile is tonight. Tonight. And tomorrow night. Yeah. It's a... Double header. Double double banger. Double banger in Indy. Oh my gosh. What? Double header. Oh, double header. Yeah. I thought they were called... Two races... Two races, one weekend. All this all this time, I was calling them double bangers. Man, what have you been drinking down there? Oh, you don't even want to know. How was your How was your trip to Tennessee? You don't want to know that either. I heard there was... Uh, actually, <laughs> some little birdie told me there's a little uh, little thing that happened on... What is it? Friday day and in the mud oh, and boy. rain? What, what? Did you go... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, man. I had my uh, motocross initiation officially, I guess, uh, this past weekend. It was out there, you know. As you know, it rained at Loretta's, and uh, they scraped a lot off uh, on Friday. And I was walking the track with Noah and just checking it out. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it was pretty wet. And in some places, you couldn't even walk through. And I, I had uh, some, you know, not really nice shoes, but the nice shoes, nice, nice enough shoes where Noah was like, are you, you sure you want to be out here? And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't care. It's third track whatever and uh walking around and got you know a little muddy here and there almost fell busted my ass a couple times almost uh, almost, uh, yeah but but did not uh but then you know i had to get back to the tv compound so uh, i left noah and like 30 seconds later i'm like 10 feet away from the exit of the track but there's like a shit ton of water there a lot of water so i walked down a little bit a little bit and i'm like oh this place looks pretty this 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 part looks pretty dry take one step instantly up to my knee instantly like within a second and then i like don't want to fall into that so i like lift my other leg that leg goes instantly up to my knee within a second so i'm standing knee deep in like quicksand or yeah, mud well, or? I, that's, dude as quick as i went into it that's what i thought was uh-huh. gonna happen like i was like right. literally like lost my breath like oh what's going on you hear people laughing you see the track <laughs> the track guy across the way like just shaking his head uh uh-huh whatever i so i didn't even think i was gonna get my shoes out but i got the shoes out um might have pulled my back trying to get out real quick but whatever uh so i, I got out and like <laughs> just <laughs> looked down my legs from my knees to my feet just covered caked in mud two big clobs for shoes it was uh it was embarrassing but whatever it I happens i can't believe you got your shoes out of there though man i mean it had to have been deep and they had to be stuck down in there oh uh, they weren't yeah no i'm not saying it was easy i'm not saying it was easy at all <laughs> and I, I was worried that like four or five people were gonna have to come pull me out of the track there luckily i brought a pair of shoes and i had gone straight to the track so uh, i was able to uh to clean off proper and uh get back into the into the truck for work but yeah it was yeah, that's that's crazy. That's just something I've learned along the way is to take two shoes, two pairs of shoes, because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it sounds stupid to carry two pairs of shoes if you're only been gone like three days, but anything can happen. Yeah, man, it was pretty crazy. But I'll tell you what, the first thing I did when I got back to the hotel was uh, order a pair of big old rubber waders. And I'm just going to go like I'm fly fishing next time. I'll just be walking around in those things. Then so <laughs> no mud, no mud. <laughs> You just got to pack that stuff and take it with you every race, huh? Yeah, sure. Why not? Just pack an Man. extra bag. It'll be worth Man. it. Dude, to save the Great embarrassment like team. that, I'm down. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. For, but 
Yeah, and then after they wiped all that dirt off, right? After they, uh-huh. like, it rained again. So it just, it was, uh-huh. that's why it was so bad on Saturday. Um, the ruts were insane. Uh, they no, were so deep, yeah. so deep. I would have hated that. Yeah, Noah had a rough day. He he uh, he wasn't doing too bad. He took a spill in the second practice, and uh, I think it, I don't know. I don't I don't. He, he was playing tough guy, but uh, at that, uh, he was banged up a bit, lost his breath, and uh, did well, but didn't didn't make that gate. So we're we're still pulling for him. You know that sport is so tough. I mean, you think you're fast, and then you go to a, an, an outdoor national like that, and you're like holy cow those guys are flying and then like noah he's a good rider yeah and for him to struggle like that but it's just it just it shows you a whole nother level and i have so much respect for those motocross guys because you know 30 minutes flat out plus two laps that is some physical fitness and especially in that mud it's everything's heavier you just gotta hang on man and uh man my hats are off to those guys that's what i was gonna say yeah in those conditions man it was pretty insane out there so um for in case you didn't hear for those who didn't hear we're going back out there again uh this weekend instead of going out to washugal so uh be driving back up to tennessee again this weekend well and it looked like you had a fun little stop on the way home and dude i had a good time little do r&r on the way back kind of sort of yeah every time you know me man i like to take in a little bit of wherever i'm going and uh <laughs> not me <laughs> you get right back on the plane i'm straight there and straight back dude if you're traveling the country see it why not i don't know i guess i never did that as you know as a racer and i don't do it as an announcer i don't know i guess i just too focused on getting there and getting home i don't know why but you know the the, the time i did get explore was with you at springfield when yeah. we rained out that whole day and it was such a nice day we went to Abe Lincoln's house. We had we fun, right? We, yeah, we had all kinds of cool stuff, and we met some people that knew who we were. And it was cool, man. <laughs> well, you're famous, so yeah, no, no I'm but not it famous. was yeah, man. It's a, it's always a good time to take in the country when, if you're traveling and all that. So um, enough about me. Uh, you had some really cool uh, thing happen this week with that portrait that I saw. That man, it was so cool. I had uh, ass. That was very cool. So I sent I sent her a picture, and it's Jenna Frazier, and she's a sprint car driver. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to spend some money on something like that, and I've seen some of her work, she does a lot of animals, dogs and cats and stuff like that. And she said, I asked her, I said, you've done any, any motorcycle racers? She said, I've done one motorcycle. I'd love to do a motorcycle racer. So I sent her a picture. It's one of my favorite pictures from the Daytona Short Track from years ago, like 90 eight or 99 i can't remember but uh she drew it and it is awesome the front tire actually looks like it's moving towards me so it's it's jenna frazier on instagram it's at jenna frazier creations and i just love it and i i'm i'm hooked on it it's it's cool i can't wait to uh, to mat and frame it frame that bad boy up put her on the wall good stuff man that's awesome i mean anything else i mean are you stoked on indy what are you most stoked about I'm stoked just because we haven't been there since 2015. It's it's a fun racetrack to go to. I remember racing it uh, a long, long time ago. It's actually where I got my best super tracker finish. I, I believe it was fourth or fifth place. I can't remember. I know it was just off the podium. Just off the box. Yeah, which yeah. that's all right. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to go back there. The racing is usually pretty good. It's a different shape track. It's It, it kind of more reminds me of Sacramento, but the dirt is completely different. So hmm. it's it's going to be exciting. It depends on how they prep the racetrack. And then also Sunday is the Hoosier 100. So people can stick around for three days of racing. Uh, they're going to be 25% capacity as far as the attendance will be on Friday and Saturday. I'm not sure what they're going to do at the Hoosier 100. I'm assuming the same thing. Uh, but if you know people want three days of racing, two days of bikes, and one day of uh, non-wing sprint cars, Indy is the place to be this weekend. Good stuff, man. Can't wait to see it all go down. I'm going to be watching remotely, unfortunately, but 
thankful thankful that i can watch remotely so and you can do that on track pass and you can watch it all uh, a lot of it's on facebook live and then on track pass so check it out if you have it and then you guys go back and watch the replays like we did from belusha so are you ready for some hollywood nuggets i was just about to say dude like it's been a week and since i had my first taste of those delicious nugs yeah i gotta have some more give me some more nuggets hey. And, and what was crazy is people actually reached out to me and they liked it. They liked the idea. Yeah. I know Tim, Tim Humphreys wants me to do a Hollywood minute, yeah. but, uh, uh, my Hollywood nuggets, I actually have to correct myself cause I went back and I did some counting and we've raced Indianapolis. The Indy mile has actually had 48 grand nationals. So this weekend will be number 49 and 50 officially. Wow. And for some reason, 1971 wasn't a national. And then there were two races before the Grand National Series in 19, I think, 52 and 53. And, of course, that's from Burt Sumner, who helped me out with that stat. Love Burt. Got to love a little Burt nugget there. A little yeah, Burt. Little Burt. little Burt with the assist on the nugget, probably. That's probably There you the go. There you go. Set. I like it. So here's another one. I got a couple on Jared Meese. If he wins both days at yeah. Indy, which is possible. Very possible. He will tie, he will tie Ricky Graham with six consecutive grand national victories in a row dating back to minnesota last year wow that would be that'd be the tied for the most consecutive nationals in a row i like that one that's a good one all right also okay Meese, oh, more nuggets i got one more here on jared <laughs> meese he right now has six mile wins in a row dating back to last year because he won every mile last year yes so he, he did if he wins these two, that would put him at seven and eight. Ooh. The most miles in a row consecutively is, of course, Scotty Parker. And that's from 1988 to 1989. And that is nine mile victories in a row. Oh, man. Do you think he knows about that? He knows about the first one because he's actually brought it to our attention. <laughs> as, I say R as in AFT because yeah. that's a pretty significant number. Six nationals in a row is pretty crazy. That's I'm not insane, sure if he knows actually. about. I'm not sure if he knows about the mile one or not. But knowing Jared, he probably does because he he likes breaking records. He likes trying to set records, and I know that's what he's on a mission to do now. Well, if he um, did, he didn't know about it before. He knows about it now. You're welcome, Jared. That's right. That's right. He has 50 Grand National victories, and unofficially, we got Kenny Tolbert with 113 Grand National victories. You know, we haven't we haven't tried to call him in a while. You think we should jump back on that? I think maybe the week after Indy, there's an off week. Yeah. I think we give him a call. I like it. Um, Any more nuggets, or is that it for this week? That is all my nuggets. I don't want to waste them all in one show. Oh, so man. three nuggets today. One was just a correction of a, a mistake nugget from two weeks ago that I actually caught myself. Nobody called me out on it, so everybody's taking my word for it at least. Or maybe nobody was listening. <laughs> what did you do for your birthday this week? My daughter and her boyfriend cooked me dinner. Yeah. Dude, I know you're not on Facebook, but like, I'm telling you what. If you have a Facebook account... <laughs> The best time of the year on Facebook is when it's <laughs> on birthday? your birthday. Because like, people that, like you hadn't <laughs> talked to in like 80 years are like, hey, yeah. happy birthday. You feel loved on your birthday on Facebook, for sure. Well, unofficially, there is one out there with my name on it, I've heard. Because yeah. there's, there's actually a post... With me wish my dad a happy Father's Day, I guess, but I don't I don't remember doing that. I think I did that on Instagram, but somehow it went on to a and created a Facebook account. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Gotta love technology. Social, gotta love social technology. media. <laughs> All right, do you want to actually get into an episode? Yeah, I think so. Uh, might as well might as well do it now. Um this one's this, I'm very interested to hear how to see how this one goes. Uh this is a guy that, that I've seen a lot of stuff from 
not necessarily from him personally, but from the nonprofit that he put together and that he's helping uh, promote more. Uh, you might have seen it. You might have. I don't even know if you've met this guy, um, but you've definitely probably seen his stuff on Instagram because it's almost everywhere I've seen. Uh, Evil Hours Racing. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I actually, uh, Joy from uh, Thunder Press reached out to me and said Evil Hours was trying to raise some money for their nonprofit to help out veterans. Yeah. And uh, I signed a couple of the Thunder Press magazines and sh- and, and uh, mailed them straight to Eric's house or Evil Hours. Uh, I don't know. It might have been just Evil Hours address. But uh, so I helped them out. You know, anything awesome. I can do to help out veterans and, you know, who wants an autograph from me and the Thunder Press? Whatever, but it's but they worth did. They asked, millions. They asked for it. It's worth millions, dude. Yeah, millions. Uh-huh. They asked for a couple, so I did that, yeah. and I uh, just wanted to help them out. That's good stuff, man. Look at you. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, Eric is uh, Eric Hartley is who I'm talking about. I thought we'd just give him a call. He's uh, from what I think I've heard too. He's just recently gotten into flat track, so uh, it'd be cool to kind of hear you know the perspectives of somebody that's recently gotten in. And uh, for somebody who's recently got it in, he's blowing, you know, this this evil hours thing up pretty big. So it's kind of cool to see. Uh, it's a really cool story behind the behind the whole deal. And uh, just want to get to get to know the guy a little more. Absolutely. Well, let's call him up. All right, let's do it. Can you hear me? Who's this? Eric Hartley? This is Eric Hartley. What's going on? The one and only? That's what my mom says. <laughs> well, I like your mom already. Hey, it's Scotty Doodler. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, doing pretty good. Well, good. So I wanted to have you on here because I don't know enough about evil hours and all that fun stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media, but I also want to get to know a little bit about you. But first off, I want to hear this story about how we uh, actually met each other at Terre Haute, Indiana earlier this year. Yeah, so just let me set the scene here, right? So I grew up in Springfield, Illinois, so it's not too far from Terre Haute. So my whole family was at this race, right? So we were there hanging out all day. You know, the Steve Mace All-Star Race, you know, big deal. A lot of people there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and so, you know, make it through the practice, make it through the heat, get to the main. You know, we're, we're in the docks. We're getting ready to go out. And there were only, I think, maybe two races after us. I think it was – 450 and then uh the twins were going and like oh man is this gonna get in so it gets in and you know by the good graces right so then we fast forward uh i I get third place i'm pretty excited you know you're talking to everybody i'm like oh cool i'm gonna get to talk to scotty dubler i've never actually talked to him and so i pull off and was the first three you know first second third we all pull off and they're, you know, like we're going to get talked to him. And then he just points at us and says, no, the storm is blowing in. Get off the track. So there is my first embarrassment. So I'm just sitting there on the backstretch like an idiot. So I turn around, go back off. And so then when we get to the area where they're handing out all the trophies and, and you know, purse money, um, I see you. You just finished up talking to somebody, drinking a uh, Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, oh, so I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to get to meet him finally. And so I go up and I say, hey, Scotty. I'm, you know, Eric Hartley, Evil Hours Racing. We've talked online for a little bit, and the look on your face was one of someone just going through a proverbial Rolodex until they just <laughs> found my name. And we're like, your eyes got big, your head ticked. You're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And so then we got talking a little bit, and it was, you know, it was really nice to meet you. But I, but it was just so genuine and sincere about how you could, you were going, like, how many races you do a year, how many people you meet a year. And so just to see the Rolodex spinning until you landed on my name and could put a face to it, it was awesome. And I'll never forget it. (laughs) 
Well, that's that's the the best way to put it into words. I mean, because I think that's what is actually going through my head. I was like, okay, Eric Hartley, Eric Hartley, Eric Hartley, and I was looking and looking and looking, and I was like, cha ching! I, I remembered exactly who you were. So, what class were you racing that day? I think it was the hooligan class, right? Yes, sir. The only triumph out there. All right. And that was another one of my questions. I you know I want to get to know you too, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Evil Hours Racing. Why are you riding the Triumph? I've always grown up with an affection for Triumph motorcycles. I think it started, you know, when I was young and, and seeing those old school, uh, really cool British bikes. And um, when I got into flat track, you know, I had a Triumph in my garage and it just was, you know, the easiest way to get out there. You know, that's the, uh, the, the awesome part about hooligan racing is you can just take a street bike and make it into a flat tracker. So you're born, you you grew up in Springfield, Illinois. So you're, were you a flat track fan way back when you were growing up too? No, I actually, oddly enough, grew up in the sprint car world. Um, nice. You, you grow up with uh, the Springfield mile, you know all about it. Um, you know, when it's in town, you know what's going on. And um, I just, I didn't grow up in that crowd, but um, you know, obviously later in life I got into it and I'm, I'm in hook, line and sinker. So how old were you when you first rode your first flat track race? Oh, that was about two years ago. All right. So how old are you now? I mean, I'm just kind of beating around the bush a little bit, but I'm going to, you know, flat out ask you, how old yeah. are you now? Oh, I'm 34 years old now. So I'm getting up there, but I still got a, I got a lot of miles left on me. Right on. So do you like it? I mean, it seems like you're, you're, you're going further and further with your racing. I just saw you were up at Sturgis doing the extreme race series. Um, obviously are you hooked line and sinker just like me and Chris Carter are? Yeah. Uh, you know, my, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, to put it mildly, yes, my wife is, uh, she's learning that this is her new life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to either work out two ways. She's either going to say, see you later. Or she's going to get hooked to Oh, she likes it so much. I mean, she, she'll get on, you know, online and watch old races and she'll watch it when it's on TV and stuff. And she knows all the drama. She knows all the writers and stuff. So it's, it's really funny to see how she's gravitated to the sport, uh, over the last couple of years. Awesome. So i got a couple more questions for you and then we'll talk about evil hours, but uh, how do you pick and choose where you go racing? Yeah. So I, I live down in South Carolina um, so predominantly I'll do a lot of the Southeast races, uh, being from, uh, Springfield, Illinois, when there's a, a race going on up there, I've hit a few district 17 races. Um, I'll be doing the, you know, the Springfield, uh, short track with Steve Nace coming up and then the, the TT on the Sunday, a part of the grand national Hooligan championship series. Um, and really it's about, you know, building expo exposure for the nonprofit that we're going to get into. Um, and then whether or not I've got somewhere to stay or it's a good setup for the family, because usually the family comes with me. Right on. How big a family goes with you? I mean, you, obviously you and your wife, yeah. how many kids you got? I've got two kids. I've got Oliver. He's four. He just got his first basic. So he's out there. Uh, he got that for his fourth birthday. So he's ripping out there. Awesome. And then I've got a, a daughter who uh, she's three months now. So a little Celia. Awesome. Cool. So what do you do outside of racing? Do you, I mean, you got a full-time job too? Yeah, I got a full-time job. That's, uh, that's how we ended up in, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. I am an airport planner by trade. So kind of, um, you know, cities will have a, an urban planner that helps plan and, and beautify the city. Well, airports hire people like me to help plan them for, uh, you know, future development and growth. So that's, wow. uh, that's the nerd stuff that I do Monday through Friday. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you got to have some nerd stuff to pay for the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, one more question about you. Why are you number 023? That is uh, my family's number. Uh, it's my grandfather's uh, EAA number. We're aviation, obviously. So he's, uh, you know, he's, he's since passed away, but uh, there's been four generations of us racing under that number. But it's a nod to the Experimental Aviation uh, Association. So Awesome. That's really cool. I know numbers mean a lot of things to different people, and I just had to ask. I knew there was something behind it. Uh, so now yeah. let's talk about what is Evil Hours Racing. Tell me about it. Yeah, Evil Hours Racing is a uh, it's a 501 uh, C3 nonprofit organization where we race to raise awareness for post-traumatic stress. I am a veteran. I served six years and deployed to Afghanistan in 2010. Uh, came back with, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I, I came back with post-traumatic stress and it affected me for uh, about the past 10 years or so. And when I started to finally get help and and kind of put all the pieces together, I said, whoa, this is something that I don't ever want to see anyone that I know, care about, or love go through. So I've had the idea of doing a nonprofit for a long time, um, ever, you know, like I said, since I started to get to help. And then I got into the flat track world. And I'll tell this story till the day I die. I went to the Springfield PT uh, I, 18, 19, I can't remember when it was. it was. I think it was 2018. And we, my family and I, we all went to the race and, um, you know, I was struggling. I was in a pretty bad place at the time. And when I went there, I saw the families. you could look down over that hill and you can see all the pits and the kids, on, you know, cause there was a Steve Nace race going on too. And just to see everybody and see that sense of belonging to community. That was the first time that I felt at home since I returned to uh, the United States since 2010, when I got home. Um, and I, the next week I went out and bought a bike and started racing and then, you know, and then started building the, the triumph uh, hooligan bike as well. And it's just been full bore. And, you know, when I got into flat track, I was like, I think that there's a place for a nonprofit to use a racing program as a platform to educate and engage and, and get people uh, to understand that post-traumatic stress is not a disorder and there's actually physiological changes that ha that happen to the brain and how can we destigmatize what it means to not only have post-traumatic stress but to seek help because that's where I got tripped up. One, I didn't understand it and two, I was you know, I was just eating into the the, the stigmas of well, I was in the Air Force. I wasn't there as long as the army guys. I'm not Mark Wahlberg's not making a movie about my story. I was just an in-flight crew chief on C-130s, right? Like, I, all of this stuff, I was just like, I don't deserve to go. And so I don't want anybody to ever have to do that again. So what we do is we educate everybody. Um, you know, we, we tell them about ways that they can get help, whether it be through the VA or not VA. I go the non-VA route, and we tell people about, you know, therapy options that aren't covered by the VA. And if you need help, we can help you and we'll provide financial assistance to overcome those financial burdens. Wow. 
that that's such an amazing story. I had no idea. You know, uh, I know I know Flat Track has a, a great family feeling when you go there, and I think that's why I'm still involved. You know, um, just to go and hang out with my friends and and my Flat Track family. That's what I've said for you know time and time again on this podcast. I think it's awesome. That's how you got involved. So, um, what work is the nonprofit doing right now to help out others? Yeah. So, like I said, we we help out in a number of different ways, whether that be you know, um, you know, speaking to, uh, talking with veterans or, or their loved ones. I've had a few mothers reach out to me and just being a voice for someone to talk to. Uh, also, we will, um, you know, on top of helping out with any, you know, financial assistance to kind of get them to go, you know, because the VA doesn't cover these like EMDR and neurofeedback and, you know, the various other kind of ways that are proven scientifically to help treat uh, and, um, you know, to get rid of post-traumatic stress, but we'll also, and, and this is happening quite a lot lately is we're going to, we get veterans into the sport of flat track in a way similar to how I was able to finally feel at home. I'm hoping to help other veterans finally feel at home. So when one of the main reasons why we went out to Sturgis was we had a veteran, he was an army, uh, um, he still is, um, and, a combat engineer. He served in Afghanistan, actually, at the exact same time that I was there. Um, So that's kind of cool. Um, You know, we definitely run across paths from places that I had been to in country and he'd been to. So it's crazy how that works out. But, you know, he reached out and and we worked with Bugs Pearson and and Extreme Flat Track uh, to get him a spot in that throttle therapy last Wednesday. So Uh, He went out there, and he got to ride Jesse Janice's 450, Uh, so I'm super jealous about that. Got him a a light shoe. Um, You know, he got the whole whole, uh, experience, and, you know, we've talked quite a bit since then, and he's, you know, just very thankful for it, had a blast, and he can't wait to uh, get out there and and do his first race. He's in the middle middle of building a bike now. He also, like me, comes from the, the car kind of sprint car scene, so he's, you know, a little familiar with, you know, the dirt racing and stuff like that, you know. So it's it's pretty exciting. And, um, you know, he's on orders right now. But when those orders get up, he's going to come back and um, um, do his first race this, this fall. So we're pretty excited about that. And then on top of that, we've got another veteran that we are uh, – that we, we got him hooked up to go to Johnny Lewis's um, side school that he's partnering with uh, Royal Enfield here in South Carolina uh, in early October. So we're going to get him that. And then um, any veteran that we, we help out or we, you know, assist or we get them into a slide school, they get a, uh, a jersey that looks like my leathers, but it's a motocross style jersey and they can wear it. And it's like, you know, Disport uh, has come on board to kind of help us. So they're doing us a favor by printing all these jerseys that, you know, you know emulate our, our, our uh, leathers. So they're going to get that and get taken care of. And hopefully that helps them mend and heal and, and feel that sense of community that meant so much to me. Wow, that that's awesome. So, how how are you finding these veterans that have P? You know, the, what what you're working through, and how you know how do you get hooked up with them and, and set it up to to do these writing schools and and have fun with them? How how does that work out? Yeah. So, really, what we've kind of noticed is, is that we just have we've invested a lot of time in our social media presence and going out to racetracks and just engaging and saying, "Look, we are here for you." You know, come speak to us because when I was going through my struggles, no one was going to tell me, hey, come talk to me. It was going to have to be me that got to the point and say, look, I need help. So 
you know, we, we're not super pushy on buttons, but we've certainly noticed a trend where someone who's struggling will like us, right? And then just kind of follow us and maybe start to like a post here, like a post there, comment, and they start to see what we're about and they get that sense of, like, all right, these guys are for real. They care. Um, I'm going to reach out. I, I'm in a dark spot. You know, I want to I want to help. Or I want to I want to get some help. You know, I'd like to get into flat track, what have you. Like I said, a few parents that were concerned about their, uh, you know, their their loved ones. Uh, wives have reached out about their loved ones. Um, and so it just kind of organically happens to where they see us, hear about us. They get that uh, feeling of, all right, this isn't a scam. You know what I'm saying? Like these, these guys are actually out here helping and doing stuff. Boom. And then they reach out and then, you know, we start talking and, you know, you know, speaking quite regularly. And then I'll throw it out there. Hey, you want to try flat track? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And so then, boom, we'll go. Or, you know, some people are like, well, you know, how, how do I get going into, you know, this therapy and stuff like that? And then we'll kind of send them some links about, you know, these um, initiatives that help for veterans to do X therapy or Y therapy. And, you know, it's scaled based upon income or, you know, and there's a multiple ways how to get people into it. So, uh, you know, I, I make the joke that like, 15% of what we do is racing and the rest is, you know, working with people. And, and honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh man, that that's awesome. And, and what an interesting way to not only grow the sport, but, but help those in need. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're super happy with how it's uh, starting to come along and uh, you know, hopefully um, you know, doing things like this and, and doing the extreme flat track and the Steve Nace and, and just, putting miles on this sprinter van will really start to, to grow it and, uh, you know, get it going. And, and yeah. Cool. So you also have supported the AFT singles rider, Blake Lomas. Uh, you've helped raise money and support his race program. How did you get connected with Blake? Yeah. So his dad, uh, did a, a hot shoe for me and I, I went down there, right. Cause you know, he's in down in South Carolina as well. So instead of paying for shipping, well, I just drove down and, and picked it up and hung out and, and Blake was there just tooling around on his, his car and got to talking with him and, and saw what a unique connection that those two have. And, um, you know, I like, I, I, I don't like to use the word broken home by any means, but I grew up in a divorced family. I, you know, I love my mother and my dad a lot, mm -hmm. but, you know, to see those two like so close at an adult age, you know, really that struck a chord with me. And I was like, wow, that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, then you see Blake and Wade at, you know, local races and, um, you just got kind of talking to him and, and I, you know, I, I reached out to Wade one day and I was like, Hey, you know, if, if this nonprofit gets going and stuff, you know, um, you know, I really want to bring Blake on board and, and help his program. And, you know, he can kind of be an ambassador for what we do and, you know, you know, volunteer and stuff like that. And so that's kind of what we've done. Um, Blake means more to me than I think he understands. Um, you know, he's been, He's just, he's just done a lot for me, you know, um, making me feel like I belong, uh, reassuring me, you know, because you can doubt yourself when you start any new endeavor. And Blake's been the first one to light a fire underneath me. And, you know, his two mechanics, Jason, Alex, we have a group chat going. And it's like one of the first things I check in the morning because I'm pretty sure Blake's race program <laughs> runs on memes. Um, so that's, you know, like I just love listening to those guys and interacting with them and uh it's been it's been a great great time getting to know those guys well that's awesome and, and you uh you kind of sent me a note uh, leading up to this it said watch out he's got new bells and whistles on that honda uh and that's all yeah. due to people who've donated and helped helped you guys out which helps him out right 
Yeah, so we've got uh, some new suspension and and some other uh, tricks up our sleeve. So we're we're looking forward to the the Springfield Short Track. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can really surprise some folks and uh, you know put a privateer really up in that uh, that uh, that main event. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So Evil Hours is what we're talking about, and uh, we're, we're, we'll like to talk about what's up next. You already mentioned October the 6th, you're going to have a veteran uh, to ride at Traveler's Rest there in South Carolina as part of the Moto Anatomy and Royal Enfield Slide School. Um, what else is in store for you guys? What else you got you know, coming up the rest of these, the season? Yeah, so we're going to be doing a lot of races uh, down here in South Carolina, uh, Georgia, uh, doing some races in Tennessee, um, you know, when COVID hit, we just kind of like, all right, here's our schedule and just ripped it up and threw it out. So we've been kind of having to play it by year about what races we can get to. But we're also going to be doing uh, flat track futures here in South Carolina uh, Thanksgiving weekend where they have the short track TT and half mile. Um, it's always really big here. A lot of presence of, uh, you know, factory riders and a lot of hooligans, a lot of, uh, you know, up and comers, uh, going through the ranks will be there. Um, so if you're wanting to look for a race, I'd suggest that one. And then also we're going to be doing the, uh, uh, the coin race at the end of the year, you know, the, the, the yep. famous indoor, uh, mm-hmm. race. So that's going to be look, looking pretty fun. Um, and then apart from the racing side, uh, just working with more veterans, uh, getting that name out there, uh, doing as many speaking events or, uh, you know, you know, showing off the bike here around the Greenville area. We also do kind of stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we got a full plate coming up and, uh, you know, on top of that, I got a a wife and kids and a job and you know, I couldn't be happier. Wow. And also kind of be on the lookout for a popular magazine to feature a nonprofit. Uh, you're doing work. I know you can't talk about that much. We'll just put that little teaser out there. Uh, but tell us how people can learn more about supporting your nonprofit. Like, is there a website or, or tell me more about that? Yeah, so we have a brand new website. One of our sponsors, Tiza, who she's out of New Zealand. Uh, I met her years ago, and we've remained friends. And I knew that there was one person on this planet that I wanted to do our website. So she did it. It's brand new. We're super proud of it. It's more focused towards understanding what post-traumatic stress is and how you can help how you can get help. Cause again, it's not just the people that are suffering from post-traumatic stress, but it's the people that surround them that are important, right? The loved ones, you know, parents, the children, all of the coworkers, all of that support network needs to be adequately educated. And that's what we aim to do. Cause that's how you're going to get people to get help and break down those stigmas. So uh, a lot of great information is on there. You could also learn about where we're going to be. You can pick up some merchandise we have up there. There's a donation page. Again, any donations that are made are tax deductible because we do have the tax exemption status with the federal government. Much appreciated. Uh, and then we also have uh, Instagram and uh, and the good old Facebook. So um, And they're all, you know, updated regularly and good information. Um, so, yeah, it was much appreciated if you guys went and checked out those uh, those sources. And the website, again, is evilhoursracing.com, and uh, follow you guys on social media. So I know there's a lot of sponsors. You just mentioned the the one about the website. I know the A&J Cycles of Hilburn, New York. Talk about those folks just for a second. Yeah, so we we went up to Sturgis, and Jim Ottle, he's out of Southern California. He's been racing longer than most people have been alive. I love Jim. Uh, he races a, a modern triumph amongst 27 other bikes that he brings to the racetrack and Mm -hmm. he's always been a a mentor of mine 
and always sit next to him when I can and ask him questions, and he's always there to help. And we, oddly enough, we're both crew chiefs in the Air Force uh, and, and ride Modern Triumphs. It's crazy how life works out. But there was a picture of Jim and I on our social media, and A&J Cycles liked it just on a whim because they saw two Modern Triumphs, and they were flat trackers. And, you know, um, we, A&J Cycles and I, we, we started talking, and he started to kind of piece together what we're about. And he was like, say no more, fam. I got you. So he, he came on board to be our, uh, you know, our principal racing sponsor, basically said, look, I want to get you guys to where you need to be so all your work you guys are doing can go straight towards helping people. And, and that, that's paramount, you know, and I'll forever be grateful for him and, and, and you know, his shop and, and just tell people, like, look, if you need parts, if you need anything, go to my man. You know, he's got everything you need. So I want to give a huge shout-out to him. Right on. That's a great story. I, I like Jim too. He does line up with the, uh, you know, come to the races with about 27 different bikes. Like you said, he's a super nice guy and uh, he always correct or he's never has really corrected me. He finally sent me a little message and it's Otley uh, uh, is what he told me how to say his yeah. last name. So it's, it's crazy. Cause it looks like hotel or I don't know. Yeah. It looks like Rotel. I don't know what it is, but it's Otley, I guess. But uh, who else do you want to say thanks to? I know we got some more questions. We got Graham's question before we let you go rapid fire. But since we're thanking people, uh, go to, go ahead and finish up your, your thank you list. You know, the, another big one for me is, is Sean and Kevin at my brother's motorcycle company. Like when I, when I moved down here and was and new to the scene, the flat tracking down here, they really took me in and, and answered all my questions. And, you know, and I said, Hey, I got this triumph. They were like, let's, let's do it. And so we put a plan together and, you know, they've just, they've nailed it. I mean, I, I just could not be more happy with this bike. And then Kathy Lynn photography makes us look fast. So if you like the pictures that we have all on our social media, about 90% of them are all her and she does an incredible job. Evans power sport. Um, we all know them speed start graphics. They do all the graphics for us in the West coast, hot shoes and iron horse, iron horse, Lawyers out of, out of uh, South Carolina, they all keep this program going um, and have really helped us make a meaningful impact in just a short time that we've existed. And, and it's just, it makes my jaw drop with how much support we've gotten from not only sponsors, but people we meet at the race and, and you know, talking with people. And it just blows my mind. And I just, I'm just so happy. All right. So you now live in South Carolina. I got to know if you've met racing Jason Griffin, number 23. I have. I have. I. Right. He and I were hanging out in Sturgis, man. Okay, good. Because I just I know he's up to some some good stuff too, and he goes to hospitals and talks about things and stuff like that. So I started thinking about maybe you two guys need to hook up for sure. Um, yeah, we, we are ready. Race each other. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was thinking about that hooligans in South Carolina, and then up in yeah. you know all over the place. So that that's cool. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for quite a while. So it's time for Graham's question. And uh -huh. Graham doesn't know everybody yet, but she always wants to meet all the, uh, the best racers and everything like this. But she says, been trying to figure this out, this one out for a while. And word around the campfire is you may know something about this. Not sure if it's true or not, but I'm guessing uh, I'm just going to come out and ask, are you flat track memes? <laughs> no, no, I am not flat track memes. But what I will say is we will never know who flat track memes is. So. <laughs> ah, all right well i think we'll keep the that's door just, open that's just from graham because she says you always tag flat track memes and she says you post a lot of memes so she knew exactly who you were <laughs> she just said, said she never has met you yet 
Uh, so now oh, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> well, she'll be she as of right now. She's going to Springfield, so you have to look her up. She's usually hanging around on the mezzanine deck at the at the Springfield Short Track, and she always takes care of me, makes sure I have sandwiches and something to drink. And everybody that goes to Springfield knows Graham, so you're gonna be part of the family now. So you gotta you gotta stop by and say hi. You gotta meet Graham, okay? Oh yeah, I'm gonna find Graham. I, I'm, I've been wanting to meet her for a while. Okay, good. She's awesome. Um, so now it's time for rapid fire questions. So I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you the questions. Are you ready? Yes, sir. What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? Favorite bike I've ever ridden? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the bike I got now, the Triumph Thruxton. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, what's your favorite racetrack? Favorite racetrack, Tennessee National Speedway. You know what? Thanks I've heard some. Yeah. yeah. I've heard some oh, good things. So All right. And it's red dirt, right? Real red, oh, real fast. The best red dirt you'll ever see. All right. All right. So it sounds like you're kind of, you know, fairly new to the sport. We've talked about you working with some riders, but is there a particular one that you cheer for or follow? Besides Blake? Yeah, besides him. I mean, you, you already said that. So Blake Blake takes number one. Who's who's close second? I'm going to go with uh, Carver and Halbert. Uh, All right. Okay, so here's just one. Since you you say you're from the sprint car world, and I love sprint cars too. If I could go back and do anything again, or maybe it's not too late, I I got to drive a sprint car at some point. But uh, who's your favorite sprint car driver, and why is it Brad Baker? Uh, because Brad Baker is the coolest man on the planet. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Besides Brad Baker, who's your favorite sprint car driver? Then you know it's been so long since I've been a part of the you know the the world. I honestly. I don't follow it much these days, so unfortunately, I gotta I gotta be a letdown on that rapid fire. That's all right. You know, growing up, I uh, I kind of had that. What was it? The Tony Stewart uh, Outlaw video game or whatever that was. Uh, mm-hmm. I played that a lot, so maybe I'll just go with him. All right, I love it. Obviously, mine's Doug Wolfgang. He's from the the same uh, t- same town I was born in. My dad went to school with him, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah. Um, who's gonna win Indy this weekend? Mm, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, the Mile Master. B Smith, huh? All right, yeah. I like it. Can he can he, can he go back to back? Can he do it two days in a row? That'd be. Uh, I think there's a large contingency of Harley Davidson fans that would sure appreciate that. I think so. I think I think they're definitely ready. It's been a little while since a Harley's won uh, uh, in the in the Premier Class. Um, what are you most proud of? My children. Right on. Man, it's been great getting to know you. I, I appreciate you coming on the, the podcast here, and, and I love what you're doing for veterans. I, I think it's a new way to get you know new people introduced to our sport, and I think it's just awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. It, uh, much appreciated uh, having me on, and uh, you know I look forward to uh, meeting you again in person, and maybe that Rolodex will be open and ready. Absolutely, and uh, maybe we'll get to do that interview that we didn't get to finish there at Terre Haute because you got on the podium there. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. How cool is that? Dude, he's he's excited and he's on it and he's he's on top of every little thing we came up to. He he had great responses and I like what he's doing. He's got a good mission. Uh and just how he fell in love with the sport by going to the Springfield. I, I, I would assume the Springfield short track where he saw all the people in the pit area right there. Steve Nace race, of course. And then, of course, the AFT is mixed in there, too. But um, he felt the camaraderie and the family that you and I both know. Absolutely. And 
and he's into it, man. It's a story we've heard, you know, time and time again from riders to owners to, you know, to, to team owners to mechanics. Like, everybody's kind of felt that whole deal, right, um, on, on one level or another. So uh, it's cool to hear his perspective, you know, the whole deal with the veteran side and the PTSD side of things um, and, and how flat track is not only helping him, but he's helping others with the same deal through flat track. That's just, dude, super cool to me. I don't know. I, I dig it. It's, it's awesome. And I do remember the story that he told <laughs> about meeting me at Terre Haute because there was this one storm seen, coming in. I've seen that face that you make. Like when you, cause you do <laughs> like, honestly, dude, you meet a lot of people at the track. Um, and sometimes it, and I'm the same way, dude. Sometimes it takes a, a minute for me to figure it out. But I've seen the face was when he was telling that story. I was just like picturing the face. It was hilarious. Yep. Yep. My Rolodex rolling through my eyes. And I was like, is that a Rolodex or is that a slot machine? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, yeah. dude, that, that's good stuff, dude. And hell of a story. Uh, hell, and pretty funny dude, too. Cool dude. Uh, so look forward to seeing, you know, how that grows and what he's able to do and, and help more people. So and uh, glad we're able to, you know, let him tell his story on our platform and uh, hopefully get get the word out there on, on the good stuff he's doing. So uh, anything else for this one? I think that's it, but I think it's cool. Uh, I'll hopefully get to see him at the Springfield uh, short track weekend, you know, leading up to the Springfield doubleheader mile race. Um, so it'd be cool if he comes up there and races a little bit. Of course, we're going to introduce him to Graham because she always at the Springfield short track, you know, she's on, she's either on my left side or my right side and she brings me something to eat takes care of me at this and i just love it so as of right now graham is planning on going to springfield so awesome. uh, she has she misses her flat track family more than anybody will ever know I bet. and uh, she can't wait to see everybody that's fantastic always good to see graham at springfield and uh dude i'm telling you i might there's a there's outdoor moto events uh red buds on bookends the springfield days so i may I'll have a rental. I can drive from, from Michigan to, uh, to Illinois and come check out some Springfield, maybe. Do it. It's just right down the road. Don't tempt me. So, before we button up shop here. Uh, button up shop, he says. Who's going to win the AFT Twins class in Indy? Come on. Let's hear it. <laughs> what are we doing? Putting you on the spot. Are we doing that again? Putting you on the, I'm putting you on the spot. We're doing that again. <sighs> Who's going to do it? I don't know. I want it to be Carver, obviously. I'll always say right. that. Like, just right. the, the story is is probably, I think, one of the best uh, in the paddock if he's able to pull it off. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I've seen like other. I've seen Brian run well there. Uh, Mees got the first two. Br- Briar's gonna be up in the mix. Uh, Bronson might even be up in the mix. No. You got to, you got to throw Sammy in there Shit. too because Sa- Shit, Sammy's Sammy won too. there before. Yeah. And oh, and. He's riding for Coolbeth. Coolbeth's won there a couple times before too. So I'm I'm pretty sure it's a crapshoot. Not as much of a crapshoot as the singles class. But oh man, Mies yeah. is hungry. Mies is already counting on winning these two races. I bet. I so bet somebody's going to have to go in there and knock him off of that little pedestal that yeah. he's on right now. And Briar's never won a mile. Not taking anything away from Briar because I think he's very talented. He's one of the best we have out there right now. Yeah. If he can get over that and win his first mile. They're going to start coming easier and easier. 100%. And then, of course, you got the mile master, Brian Smith. Vance and Hines is just right down the street. Wouldn't They've that... got a lot of pressure. It would be so cool if Harley Davidson can win with the XG750 for the first time in the Premier class. I know Dalton Gauthier won last year. And then there's another one. Dalton Gauthier is in this class now, too. And his yep. times, if you re- if you remember right, if you look back at Springfield last year and maybe even Sacramento last year, his times were right there with the fast guys of the 
other class, the Super Twins class, which is now called this year. But so and, and, Dalton and, could be a factor too. I mean, it's anybody's ball game. If I remember correctly, uh, Vanderkoy even has some uh, good memories on Indy as well, right? So like, dude, like, yep. I don't know yep. the storyline. Uh, the best storyline I think would be Harley Harley taking a win out of Indy. One, if they win both, and oh, can you imagine? Whoa, but man. like, um, I don't know. It, it's either way, dude. It's going to be awesome to be back there for for everybody that loves that you know that track. It's going to be fun to watch another mile. Um, and, and it's 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 not going to be a, any. Nobody's going to run away with it. I don't think. And if they do, then I'll probably well, just say I was a dumbass. I, I I didn't think anybody was going to run away with the Springfield Mile when Jeffrey Carver did it a couple years ago either. But yeah. he walked them. Yep. If if he if somebody can break out like that, yeah. uh, my hat's off to him because these guys are so fast and and Carter back in the day people would work together and they'd be signaling each other you know two bikes always go faster than one but you have to know how to do it you can't be getting side by side all the time because right. you have to work together in that draft to track down the leader so I don't know if our guys right now are that experienced in, in, in that and then we also have to throw in another variation we're timed races oh, and right. we got a new tire we've never had this tire on a mile track before so oh. what tire are they going to run I think they all have to run the harder compound because we're on a mile so you know how how hard can you run these tires? What the, you know? There's so many variables going into it. 100. I can't wait. I cannot wait. The new starting grids, right? The bigger space on the starting grids. That's, I mean, there's all these little things, right? Uh, but yeah, dude, it's 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 gonna be exciting. Faux show. We don't have to get into detail with the other classes, but let's just call the winner. Who are you calling? Production twins. Hmm. I'll say Rispoli one day, and I would like to see Chad run the twin i don't know he pulled off a couple different times had some issues down there so i don't know if i'll put chad in there as a winner yet um how about this how about how about a black horse named danny eslick oh is he racing in indy too he's so i've been told he's racing the entire series what eslick yeah. could win yes i mean he podiumed he, in volusia so i mean he, exactly he's and, he's and riding he missed one round of practice, and he's riding like like I haven't well, seen him ride in a while. So he, he's he's on McGrain's uh, Kawasaki's. Yeah. They got help from a bunch of other people too, but it's they're McGrain bikes, so they're good horses. They're they're fast, um, and we know he knows how to go fast. He's you know he's a, a, a four time Daytona 200 winner. He's not scared to go fast. Indy would be awesome for him. Um, it'd be cool to see Danny pull it out. That would be cool for sure. So, um, so that's my two picks: Rispoli and my dark horse is uh, Danny Esley. No Varns, no Texter. Mm, they could both do it too. They're going to be on the podium. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be crowded up there too because you got to yeah. throw this in the mix too. Uh, Nick Armstrong, who we had on the AFT show the week before, he won there last time we were there. That's going to be some confidence. He's on his own Yamaha. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. So that, those are our front runners for sure. Corey's going to be in the mix for sure. He's going to be a threat to win every national, I think, in the production twins. Even class. if he isn't, you have to say that so he doesn't call you and be like, hey, man, you're not talking about me. So. <laughs> well, it was his birthday earlier this week. <laughs> it was, and yours. Yep. Happy, All right. happy belated. Thank you. I wished you a happy birthday on your birthday, but... Of course you did. Um, singles, I already got my winner. Who's your winner? And I said winner because this person's going to win both days. What? This person's going to sweep Indy. Yep. Shayna. Ooh, that's a bold statement. Not, I mean, real bold because she wins them on miles, but sweeping the weekend. That's uh, that's aggressive. She can, she can do it. You know, no what, doubt. What we, yeah. what we've figured out is she's on the same bike she was on last year. She's got the same mechanics. She's got the same everything. She's feeling more and more comfortable. 
she was in the mix at Volusia. Um, she weighs a little bit less than everybody, which is definitely a helper here, whether people will agree with me or not. She can win this race. All right. Who you got? I don't know, man. That After watching that last singles race, I, it's so hard to pick somebody. But, I mean, Shayna does run well in the miles. Uh, I think, you know, Ryan Wells is going to want to uh, compete with that factory KTM. Uh, and I heard he's been uh, training pretty hard for that. So maybe maybe he'll be up in the mix. He wasn't really up in the front in Volusia, but I know he's hungry right. because of that. But also, Brandon Kitchen, who we had on here last week, he's a little bitty guy. That will help yeah. him out. And then I also I want to see the Suzuki that Chad Coase has got that was on a mile. This is, their, this is mm-hmm. their time to shine because they've got a lot of horsepower. Yep. The Wally Brown team... Uh, you know they've they've spent money. They've been on the dyno. They've got oh, this dude. bike ready to go. So that bike's going to be really fast. And you know I remember Rapid City. I don't know if it's last year or the year before, but Shayna and Chad went at it tooth and nail, and it was a dogfight. I I expect those two to be up front. But if I just I hope it's like it was at Volusia is yeah. anybody's race. Yeah, uh, Coast was my other pick for sure. He, I think he's going to be up in the front. We talked to Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith could be up there as well, dude. You know this singles class is stacked. So absolutely, we'll see. And the points leader, Max Whale, can he oh, do good on Max, a mile? I totally, how do we not say Max? On a Kawasaki, exactly. I mean, there's Damn there's it. so many guys and girl yeah. to mention in this class. So God. it's it's going to be anybody's race. But I, I think Shane will do it back to back. But I just I hope I hope it's a good safe race. I'm expecting a, a 12 rider pack in the singles class. Number 49 and number 50 out there in Indy. That's awesome, man. I didn't know that. Uh, super cool. Uh, well, dude, you want to want to say call this one done? Yep, we'll have fun up at there in the, hopefully it's not in the mud, and uh, safe travels, and we'll talk to you guys next Friday. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Hit that like button. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends. Tell Leave us a comment. Yeah. See, I kind of did that this time. I felt kind of Yeah, you did. I like it. Later. Peace out. See ya. Later. Bye.